Welcome to Manufacturing Talk Radio, your source for breaking news, business trends, and economic forecasts here and abroad that impact one-third of America's economy. And now your hosts, Lou Weiss and Tim Grady. And we're excited to enter the new year with Blog Talk with Manufacturing Talk Radio and my co-host, Lou Weiss, who just got back from a wonderful, warm, and sunny trip in Florida. Lou, I know how you love that weather down there. <laughs> Hate it. Hate it. <laughs> if, if AC isn't turned down to 62, I'm in a bad mood. <laughs> that being said, we came back to a new report that Tim is going to be talking about. And um, I'm not sure which I hated more, his report or the bad, the hot weather in Florida. So <laughs> yeah, why, why, don't we get, why don't we get to it? Let's find out. We have Tim Fiore on the line with us uh, with the uh, ISM, and he's going to talk about the Purchasing Managers Index, which is what PMI stands for. For those of you who might, might not be familiar, and he is with the Institute for Supply Management and he works on the Manufacturing Report on Business. Tim, welcome back to Manufacturing Talk Radio. Yep, good to be here, guys. So uh, let's yeah, let's get into this thing. So, yeah, we lost 5.2 points on the PMI. It was a 20% drop in the range, and it's the single largest drop since October of 2008. Okay, and, and the reason for that is that all five sub-indexes declined during the month. But uh, let me build it from the bottom up. You know, if you look at supplier inventory, uh, supplier deliveries, if you look at production, you look at, uh, employment. We've seen those kind of expansion numbers before, and then, and we're all we're still talking expansion here. There wasn't a single number that actually contracted. Uh, for instance, the supplier delivery number. We saw that similar number in December of 17. Employment. We saw that number in January of 18. Production. We saw that number in September of 16. So you know, no real big shockers there. The, the big surprise was really the new order number dropping 11 points. Now, uh, the last time we saw a drop like that was January of 14. So it doesn't bring us back to 07, 08, which uh, everything kind of fell off the cliff. And then the next month, after January of 14, February of 14, we had a bounce back of 3.7 points. So, you know, the big story here behind the PMI really is that we had all the uh, sub-indexes decline for the decline their expansion for the period, the single biggest one being the demand number. Uh, and that had the biggest impact on the PMI uh, expansion contraction. No doubt. As, no I, doubt. as, I, as I remember, historically, over all the years that I've been following the ISM, December typically was never a strong month. There was every once in a while you got a, a fluke where you really had a terrific number. But, you know, because of the holidays and two weeks uh, two weeks of holidays and so on, that uh, – once Thanksgiving came, things started trending down. But this is absurd. Yeah, I agree with you. That's my feeling, too. But we do have seasonality factors applied to four of the five sub-indexes. But right. there were a lot of comments around vacation period and closing of the year, uh, heavy winter period starting early, which impacted some of the uh, non-metallic materials areas. So and does our seasonality factor take all that into account? It's supposed to, and it should, and I'm going to say that it does. Uh, but every every year we look at what happens based on uh, holiday days and other issues, and, and we readjust all the seasonality <laughs> factors. So I'm not going to blame this number on that. I think I think what you really have here is uh, – so, so I measure 
positive and negative comments, and I'm also measuring the tariff activity. So still 35% of our comments were tariff-related. They're still there. And uh, there's complaints about not resolving the North American steel and aluminum market. There's a lot of complaints around, uh, you know, the uh, the 200 billion in uh, in Chinese imports that are looking at a 15 point increase in tariff activity if things don't get agreed to by the end of February. Uh, and you know, those are all those are dragging us down, no doubt about it. We've been complaining about it for nine months, and you know, they're still here. And then uh, generally, I look at the positive and negative comments too, and and this is pretty subjective, but it gives me a feel for what the sentiment is. And you know, we had uh, in November we had nine percent uh, not positive comments. Uh, this month we had nineteen percent. In uh, November we had thirty-four percent positive comments. This this month we had twenty-three percent. So there's a shift going on there, right? We're almost equal, uh, positive to negative comments. So, uh, and, and I think there's just so much uncertainty going on everywhere that, uh, you know, there's a, a bit of a freezing here. I mean, you, I think you saw our, our lead times for our capital equipment goods dropped eight days. Eight days. I mean, that, that means that, you know, people are able to sell capital goods on shorter lead times, which kind of indicates that either there's been a dramatic expansion in their capability or they're losing new orders. So, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff going on. From my from my posture, it's all tariff issues that are becoming the main issue, not in reality but in fear, because that's all everybody's talking about. Yeah, Tim, yeah. I, I mean, I'm just yeah, wondering, but, Tim, but, of all of your comments, what percentage of them are economy related? You know, get, getting uh, trepidation about a potential recession versus tariff related you said tariff related was 35 percent what what is uh, economic related yeah so well uh, that's that's where i'm i'm tracking the positive to negative and i i, I put all of them in so uh if, if people think there's a slowdown coming due to a lack of economic activity i would put that in the the not positive comment so we're you know we're 19 percent uh we're we're slowdown related 23 uh, percent were positive growth related so, uh, so you're almost at equal there. You're almost at the same. As many people feel a, a positive output as they do feel a not so positive output. I, th- I think what really drove the PMI number this month is we, you know, we we have six big industry sectors that make up 70% of the manufacturing GDP. We have one of them in contraction, and that's fabricated metal products. Uh, and I think this may have been the first month that at the PMI level it was in contraction. I think last month the new order level for fabricated metal products was in contraction. But, you know, generally, if you look at all their summary level sub-PMI numbers, they've, they've stepped down pretty dramatically, somewhere in the range of uh, five to six points. And maybe more importantly, you know, we had a, uh, our computer and electronic product sector, which has been the leading expansion sector for the last several months, uh, and, and it's also our number one sector, uh, saw, saw over a 10-point decline in the in the month, and you know that's that's a big impact. Uh, and all of them kind of stepped down. Uh, we actually the computer electronics sector, yeah, there's over a 10-point, and then uh, you know the, all the others that expanded. That's everything except fabricated metal products. They all dropped down anywhere from two to three points each, and that's what drove the PMI number down. 
According to the uh, news this morning, uh, Apple uh, has stated that uh, tariff issues uh, relating to their products have caused a a, a perhaps a significant uh, slowdown uh, in profits, which then, of course, dropped the stock market almost at opening 700 points. Um, it's it's amazing how one company, even though it's one of the largest companies in the world, would have such a major impact on the Dow. Yeah, well, that came out last night, I think, right? Are you sure it wasn't the yeah. PMI number that dropped the market? Well, what I heard this morning coming, <laughs> coming, it could be you know combination of all, but there is a lot of Apple talk about the fact that uh, uh, they they need products from China and uh, it's costing them a fortune. Yeah, well, I think they're exempt from the tariff at this point, but I, I think they're they're backing off on their revenue plans because they're not selling as much in China. Right. I think that was what Tim Cook was saying last night. But, you know, it's funny. So, you know, Apple, it's a contract manufacturer generally. Um, we, we've had discussions about how that actually weighs in, in our numbers. But what we're saying is the computer and electronic products fell off dramatically in December. And it's it's odd that at the same time Apple's saying that they're revising their revenue forecast down. Right. It's, right. I mean, it, it can't be coincidental. It's uh, it can, well, computer and electronics has been it's been driving the PMI for months now, and and it stepped down pretty substantially here, and and, and you saw the PMI come with it. Sure. Uh, where where do you where do you think this is going to go uh, in, in the short term? Uh, is, is this going to be a uh, ongoing one or two months uh, where we're going to continue driving uh, the numbers down as a result of uh, whatever the tariff or uh, uh, the, the shutdown of the government, uh, what have you? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think the, the good thing about this report is that it's essentially it's a warning, right? It's a it's yeah. a bellwether. It's like, look, I mean, we've been running along pretty well here. We're bouncing across the top, as I was saying, uh, at, mm-hmm. at a very comfortable level. And, and I've also been saying that any decline will be gradual and it will probably take over a year uh, to get to somewhere you know, north of 50, 52, 51. And that uh, it's probably going to be tied more to the uh, the yield curve inversion than anything. I mean, the yield, yield curve right now is relatively close, but the inversion, I don't know that I see that in the near term, maybe by the midsummer. I mean, I'm not surprised that we had that quarter point step up in December. That was no big surprise. And the fact that they're now talking about maybe no, no impact in 2019, that's not a big surprise either. So, uh, so I, I still think that we're going to have a we're going to have a readjustment here. We're going to come back up to north of 55. We're going to you know be somewhere in the 56 and a half, 57 level as we go into Q1, and that we're going to gradually come down to 52. I think we we just saw a drop, and then we should go back up to somewhere you know near mid 50s, um, near the second quarter mid 50s. Do you think that the Fed rate, uh, this last Fed rate? quarter point uh, bump have anything to do with uh, any of this or is it a combination of all of the above yeah well i wouldn't think so uh because it was well known and understood um you know a lot, a lot of companies are leveraged but we're still not at any kind of a, a level that would really hurt badly i think mm-hmm. you know a lot of what you're having in the market here is the 
the, the belief now that uh, all those price increases that we took in Q2 and Q3, uh, the likelihood of passing them on to the eventual consumer has been diminished substantially. And uh, although, you know, if you recall, we were confident in June that we'd be able to pass the price increases through, I, I think that confidence has definitely waned. So, mm-hmm. so now you've got margin compression going on, and you know, as people are getting ready to launch the 2019 uh, season, you know, you, you see stuff like Apple disclosing that they're not going to hit revenue, which means they're not going to hit the margin number either, right? So, I think, and I guess Kevin Hasley came out this morning and and um, Council of Economic Advisors and and said that there will be more companies like Apple responding like Apple because you know the market in China is, is just not as good. So. And he's blaming it on tariffs, so it's like, okay, right. well, then solve it for credit. You know, solve it. Get get this stuff resolved, so uh, so industry can continue to expand and prosper. I don't think that that's necessarily something that's going to come anytime soon, as a result of the administration. Yeah, who would have thought? Two we're in what two weeks into a shutdown that nobody seems to care very much about. I mean, it's like. I mean that's definitely going to impact the NMI because NMI is a the government activity is a part of the NMI thing and it's it's got to ripple through. I mean it's just a classic example of government not being able to govern. So so let's so you know a couple of other things here. So on the export side, you, uh, you know we we you know, we had five of our six big industry sectors contributing, which is up one from the prior month. But they were expanding at lower levels. Uh, none of them achieved a greater than 60 level. So I, mean, I, I got to think that if the export market would reopen back up again and we were on a, a honest playing field here, that uh, you'd, you'd, that would definitely add positively to our new order input. You know, we, we have almost 60% of manufacturing GDP contributing, uh, but at much lower levels. And we had a lot of comments around slowing of exports to China and Europe. So that, you know that kind of says to me, although China is uh, is actually in a contraction mode from a manufacturing standpoint, Europe is is below two from a GDP standpoint. I mean, if we if we got rid of some of these trade barriers, then you, you got to think that maybe those economies would respond positively, and that would add add very positively to our export number. You guys want to talk well, about imports? Yeah, Tim, clearly the report is not going off a cliff. It's still uh, an expansion-based report. He was talking. No, That's excellent. Um, Are there, you know, obviously the tariffs are one headwind. Uh, The economy is a second headwind. I'm just wondering, Tim, in terms of recession conversation that we're hearing more and more and more about, um, when does that begin even theoretically to make manufacturers nervous or is it already making them nervous well i don't know i don't think that there's any comments here that uh that indicated that that was directly in front of us and you know we just came off of the semi-annual and the semi-annual essentially showed we would go into half one at a similar rate that we closed q4 in 2018 so and, and just in the space of two or three weeks we have this report um yeah, but as as uh, Lou mentioned, I mean December tends to be an odd month from a manufacturing perspective. We we did you know transportation disruptions, uh, cost increases because of transportation, uh, supplier labor issues, uh, lead time extensions. You know they're still contributing to the supply chain difficulties, but at a, at a significantly lower rate. 
which kind of indicates that things are normalizing. Uh, you know, I, I tend to remember that when I was uh, heavily into manufacturing, January was kind of like an adjustment production setting plan, and then you really start to expand in February, March, and April to get ready for the summer season. And so, you know, I think we've got another month here to go, and I, I think that we'll, like I said, I think we'll, you know, we'll, we're going to re, re the PMI is going to rebound from where it is today because I don't expect that we'll have another new order number like this. And that, uh, I, I think that 2019 is still going to be a good year. I, I just think half one will be better than half two, um, and, and it'll be much, much more positive if we can eliminate some of these artificial barriers and and uh, you know stop some of the arguments that are leading to considerable uncertainty in the business community and uncertainty leads to lack of investment right right well that's really why i was asking about recession because as you just stated when manufacturers become uncertain they pull back and so i'm concerned that uh, that pullback may have already begun and we've seen it in things like new orders but i guess we'll have to just wait and see how this uh, how this evolves yeah, I don't think I would take one data point and say that that's it, although it, it drops significantly. Um, I, I think we need, a, like I said, even we need a couple of points here to indicate that there's a, a trend underway, and, and uh, I, we don't have that yet. You know, we, we, we finished November pretty strongly, and I, I'm, I'm, I think it's still too early to say that we've, we've seen the end of this. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't know. That's uh, that sounds like a, a half good news, half bad news story. <laughs> uh, so, uh, for all of our listeners, don't go selling all your stock. Don't worry about what's going on, and just keep plugging along, uh, because Tim Fiore said that things are going <laughs> to pick up in 2019. Well, I would just say play for the long term. Right, right. You always <laughs> play for the long term. Yeah, you know, October we you know we were 57.7. I mean we saw half of the drop. Uh, we were 54.1. I mean if we were at 57.7 and dropping to 54, nobody would have been that concerned about it, right? Right. So right. yeah, and like I said, you know the numbers that we had seen, in our new order number in, in October was 57.4, and you know the uh, you know these subindex numbers are they're not unusual except for the new order number. Now the, the the negative to that too is that the backlog, you know, leveled out at 50, and you know that that concerns me too. I, there's three elements I use to look at demand, and it's uh, new orders, backlog, and customer inventory. The only positive in all that is the customer inventory number still being at 52 or 53, 51.7, which is way too low. So that means that there's room to produce and ship. Uh, but you know, two of the three are at you know recent historical lows. But it, like I said, I think you know let's let's see what January brings, and before we really make any predictions about this. But there's no doubt that if we can eliminate some of the uncertainty, then the business and economy would improve. Well, it seems as though that uh, what you're saying is correct, but unfortunately, we have daily uncertainty that keeps on cropping up and shaking the willies out of everybody. Yeah, you see that in the market, right? You wouldn't expect right. it to see it in the PMI because the PMI is it's not based on sentiment. It's based on actual quantitative performance. Mm -hmm. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, during the data collection period for all this, you know, everybody 
was watching what was going on in the markets and and the feeling around that. But they're they're reporting based on quantifiable facts, and, uh, and and so this this is not this isn't a reaction to all that. This is what they actually saw from the standpoint of uh, of input new orders and output and things. And the only caveat here, I think, is that um, you know it was a great 2018. Uh, if I was manufacturing year over if I was managing year over year, I would have thought that I was probably had 2018 in the bag by the time I hit December. I probably wouldn't be overextending, and I'd be getting myself ready for 2019. And and maybe uh, we saw some of that. One of the only good things that uh, I, I could bring up from what I've what we pick up from our customers from uh, All Metals and Forge is that we heard a lot, and I don't see it in, in any of the, the comments from your respondents. We did hear a lot of, well, you know, we got to wait until we get into the new year before we release the contract. Government closure, this, that, the other thing, the tariffs. So everybody, I think, is reacting to, Let's just hold off for a bit, and that usually means the second week of January is the first week nobody cares about anything. So we'll have to wait until the second, third week, you know, from our standpoint as a uh, manufacturer as to whether or not orders will be coming back. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, yeah, because they get authorizations basically on, on a monthly basis, and right. the question is whether it was uh, an a, a administrative authorization issue or whether there was concern about demand and queue. For, well, for you, your kind of stuff would probably be February, March, right? Uh, clearly February. Yeah, clearly yeah, February. yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's pretty stupid. I mean, that's 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 why I think you're right, Lou. That the December tends to be a bit odd. From the twelve other, from the eleven other months, and right. um, and January a little bit too, because there's you know the first week nothing really, not much happens besides you know refile you know cleaning up your files. So, uh, but you know, our seasonality factor should pick all that up, and I'm I'm hopeful and pretty confident here that we'll uh, we'll rebound off of this fifty four point one. Well, we're gonna we're gonna probably leave it at that with a hopeful note, uh, Tim. Well, Tim, we appreciate the Institute for Supply Management joining us in Manufacturing Talk Radio and sharing a little deeper insight into the report. I think it's important for people to look past just the number because the detail underneath it is so significant. So, Tim, again, thank you for being with us. We appreciate your time. Yep, pleasure to be here, guys. Talk to you next month. And Happy New Year to you. Yeah, Happy New Year to you, too. Thanks. <laughs> okay. All right, see you now. Hey. Well, Lou, so we shouldn't jump off a cliff just yet, but uh, obviously the, these kinds of uh, drops can make everybody a little nervous. Tim's right. Well, you know, you've got to wait for the data points, but, you know, I don't uh, want to wait for the data that's points. True. That, that's true. And, and about jumping off the roof, uh, we're, I'm on the third floor of uh, our, our building, so I would probably survive, and that probably wouldn't <laughs> be good. So. Uh, we'll just have to wait another month and keep our fingers crossed. Indeed we will. So for all of you who are listening to our report, keep in mind there's a lot going on at mfgtalkradio.com where we house all of our episodes so that you can search them. We also have another program at womenandmfg.com. That's our Women in Manufacturing or our WAM show. 
We've got two new shows, one which will launch next week, Tuesday, directly after this show at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. That is Manufacturing Matters with Cliff Waldman, and we've got some others that we're cooking. So stay tuned to Manufacturing Talk Radio. And Lou, Happy New Year. Adios. And we'll talk to everybody out in the airwaves soon. Thanks for listening to Manufacturing Talk Radio. Thanks for joining us on Manufacturing Talk Radio. You can hear our next broadcast each Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at mfgtalkradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.